It's too late to pull the wool over her eyes or take the blue pill. For Monique, what was once hidden is now revealed. Angels, aliens, dragons, deities, and more. Truth is disguised as myth. Supported with more than 100 photographs of hidden realms, unveiling is her visual paranormal and mystical journey to awakening. The book, Unveiling, Photographic Evidence of Hidden Realms, is by author Monique Cassells. Go to unveilingnow.com and purchase your copy today and get 50% off. That's unveilingnow.com. Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Foss Corporation, LLC. The were huge and massive and old, and the hallways were about, you know, probably, I don't know, 15 foot wide. It was pretty amazing. But we get into the room, and um, it was a quaint room, old but quaint and uh, large, too. We felt strange being in there because um, it just wasn't, you know, comfy and warm. And we had, like, the baby toys in there and stuff. We brought, like, the bouncy seat up and stuff like this. And some of her toys would make noises and squeal and lights keep them occupied. Anything you can do to keep them occupied at that age. About midnight from the time we got back from the venue, I showered off because you're sweating for two and a half hours. And my wife nursed our baby, and then um, she rocked her and we were able to get her to bed and we laid her, laid her down. She slept in a little nap nanny that was like right in between us. And we get to sleep and about 45 minutes into that REM sleep. A few of her toys started to make noises. You wake up instantly because you're like, what is that? You know, no noises. The baby's asleep. No noises, please. And her toys were sort of over by the chest of drawers that were near the bathroom, probably about 10 feet from us. I ran over and this little keyboard that she had that sort of lit up, like the keys lit up, was like four keys, but they were big keys and they lit up, was on. And the lights were flashing and it was making like one of the noises that it makes, you know, this little doo-doo thing. And I couldn't believe it. And, and another one of her toys was just glows was on. I went across the room and I turned the toys off and I got back in bed. And about 30 minutes later, just as we're getting ourselves settled, the toys turn on again, which was like bizarre. So my wife was like, what is going on? So I said, it's it's nothing. Just to make my wife happy, I turned them off, made sure they were off, and then I put them in the bathroom. 
we kind of laid back down and my daughter was nodding back off and you know you're just kind of laying there i was my eyes weren't open my eyes were closed it was dark so you know you're just trying to force yourself to get some rest and about an hour later this time it was probably like 2 30 in the morning the bathroom light turns on we shut up you know, and I looked at my wife and then ran over there. It was bright light. Are you kidding me? The light in the bathroom is on. And, you know, that's not like a toy. There's no auto switch. So definitely not in this hotel. There's no auto switch. So I went into the bathroom and checked it out. Make sure nobody was in the bathroom. What? It's happening again. These crazy wacky toys kept turning on again, which I didn't, I didn't even tell my wife that because I didn't want to freak her out. So when I got back in bed, she was sort of looking at me like, what was it? And I was, you know, and I just said, I honestly have no idea. This is uh, Cheyenne Clark, author of Voice in the Dark, lead paranormal investigator for Voices in the Dark, and you're listening to the Real Paranormal Activity podcast with my dear friend Aaron Hunter. Welcome. I'm Aaron Hunter, purveyor of paranormal stories, the occult, and the unexplained. Welcome to RPA. I hope you enjoy your stay. Hey guys, Aaron and Brett here, and it is Monday, March 9th, 2020, episode 223. How's everyone out there around the world doing? And Brett, always glad seeing you, yeah. And if you guys didn't know, this past Friday, all the brand new video shows have released, so you can watch those if you haven't. I mean, very well produced. You're going to love those videos. You can go to realparanormalactivity.com and watch them there, or watch it through the RPA app, or if you're on one of these streaming audio platforms, such as Pandora iHeartRadio, Spotify, etc., etc. We're on all the major platforms. They may be able to play the videos. So you're just going to have to check it out. And tomorrow, Tuesday, is a brand new show, Aaron's Horror Show, with Mr. Aaron Frail. He's going to be reviewing a new movie or TV show, so that should be fun. I always like those reviews. And this Wednesday, brand new show of Terry's Mysterious Moments with Terry from Texas, and that's always a fun podcast to listen to. And you guys out there, if you want to share your own experiences, just send in your story to Aaron at RealParanormalActivity.com. That's A-A-R-O-N. And I'll read it off on a future episode. But hey, we have a huge backlog, so it's first come, first serve. So it may be a while before we get to it, but we do appreciate you sharing your stories. And I'm sure the audience out there really loves to listen to your experiences. And also, we have some interviews coming up with uh, investigators out there in the field. So that should be interesting to pick their brain and hear what they got to say of their own experiences out there in the field while they're uh, investigating uh, haunted places. And also to see uh, what kind of techniques they use, right? Yeah, it's always good to hear about that. And what we're going to do here today is more listener stories, so you know what that means. Oh, yeah, man. Come on. Say it with me. Say it with me. Two... The story then for me right this way. No pushing, no shoving, and the fires are going nice and toasty in here still. And you guys know the deal. Grab a beanbag over there in the corner, find an empty spot on the floor, and as always, I get behind my desk here. 
Okay. Oh, nice and comfy, Britt. You got the packet? Okay. Thank you, Britt. Uh, let's see what Britt has for us today. Okay. Oh, we got some uh, medium and short ones today. No long ones, which is fine. All right. Let me take a sip of my green tea real quick, guys. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So good when it touches the lips, I tell you, man. All right. What do we got here for the first one? This one is titled Unexplainable, and it's by Mad. Okay, Mad. Let's see what you got, man. Recently, I visited my grandmother with a few family members. We stayed at her house for about a week. While we were staying with her, there were a few strange occurrences. The biggest thing I feel I should stress that these aren't threatening or scary. Just phenomena that none of us who experienced them could explain. I'll talk about them in chronological order, so I don't confuse myself. I will also mention the layout of the house before I really get into it. Off of the driveway is a side door. The side door opens to two staircases. A small one directly in front of you and a set leading to the basement. Just inside that door is a doorway to your left leading to the front room and living room. Moving forward, you can see the kitchen on the right and a small bathroom ahead of you. Heading to the right, down the hall is a guest bedroom that connects to the living room. Continuing down that hall is the master bedroom, and through that is a small sunroom with a couch and a chair. The third night was the night of the first occurrence. Everyone besides my younger sister had just gone to bed. My younger sister wasn't asleep, but she had gone to bed before everyone else. We all had been laying down for about 15 minutes when my father and stepmother heard someone walk past the end of their bed and through the bedroom. I was laying on the couch in the sunroom with my headphones on. The sound of footsteps continued on into the kitchen where they heard someone banging around. My stepmother swore it was me and waited for me to come back. But I was in the sunroom on my laptop. Unbeknownst to my stepmother, my younger brother heard whatever it was enter the kitchen and then pass through the closed door that led downstairs to the basement, humming as it went through. The next night, I woke from an unsettling dream to a sound of a thump. I rolled over and looked through the bedroom to the doorway that led to the hallway. I saw a figure standing there that looked in stature to be my younger sister. I rubbed my eyes and blinked, and it was gone. Nothing else happened until the night before we left. My grandmother had two electric candles that flickered like real flame. One was sitting on the coffee table in the front room, and one was in the living room. My little brother was sitting on his inflatable bed packing. Me, my father, my sister, and my stepmother were all out back. My grandmother was off visiting her boyfriend. After about ten minutes of all of us sitting back there, Damien came out with a strange look on his face. Did... Did any of you come and switch the candles on when I wasn't looking? To which we all replied, no, we didn't, why? He stated that when he looked up, the one in front of him was on, and the one in the living room had switched on as well. Uh, the candles had a switch on the bottom of them that made an audible click. 
All in all, none of it was scary, just a bit unsettling. My grandmother reacted the worst, saying, There's no such things as spirits, it's Satan, the demons messing with us. Which I felt was a bit ridiculous, but to each their own, I suppose. And that's from Mad. Mad. <laughs> I loved it. Thank you very much for sharing that. Yeah, you guys know this. I, I just love it when there's a bunch of people in one area and they're all experiencing something, which is uh, which is great. Yeah, I know about those, uh, those uh, light bulbs that look like flickering candles. Yeah, my parents have some of those. They've had it for... They haven't burned out. That's the weird thing. I don't know if they, you know, if or when they do burn out where you can get them. They're so old. I mean, it's probably from the late 60s, early 70s, these lamps. And, yeah, it's it's like a, a big piece of metal that's shaped like a flame in the bulb. And then you, you turn it on, and the electricity flickers around that piece of metal in there. It's really cool. Yeah. But, yeah, I love the story. Um, yeah, your grandmother, hey, you know, it's just, you know, people are taught differently. Um, I, like you said... Uh, the thing's not doing anything. It's just a little weird, unsettling. You know, it's unexplainable. Uh, it doesn't seem to be doing anything. It just seems to be going about its own business. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if it was a demon, yeah, you know, trust me, you'll know it was a demon or something that, you know, means you harm. Yeah, trust me, you'll definitely know. Yeah, hey, Mad, thank you very much for sharing that. Great story, loved it. All right. What do we got next? What do we got here? This one is titled Camp Robert's Ghost. And it's by Fanatic. Okay, Fanatic. Let's see what you got, man. I'm in the National Guard and currently on ADOS orders in building 6038 operations at Camp Roberts, California. I've had unexplained paranormal situations happen to me in barracks 6312 before, but this is not what I'm going to speak of today. I've been working in the operations building for about six months now and never heard anything about this particular building up until yesterday. I come in at 0700 every day to start my day at work. We have a small lounge area where soldiers checking in can sit and wait to be helped. In the lounge area, there are two chairs, a sofa, and two coffee tables. Yesterday morning, I walked into the office and noticed one chair out of place facing the window, instead of next to the other chair where it's always been. So I took a picture, confused, and moved the chair back where it belonged. I asked my co-workers, uh, did anyone come back to the office yesterday after hours? And they all replied, no so I left it at that. This morning, I came in right at 0700 as I normally do and saw the same chair out of place, in the same spot, facing the window. All lights were still off at the office, so it looked a little spooky and it did frighten me a bit. I hurried across the room to turn on the light so I could snap a picture just like yesterday. So I did. I got this idea and went to go turn off the lights again so I can take a couple of pictures in the dark with the flash on. My co-workers started trickling in and I asked again if they had came in after hours the night before. She said no. I showed her both yesterday's image and today's and she was stunned. I went back to review the pictures taken in the dark and what I saw was mind-blowing. 
and one of the images taken in the dark was a face-like blur. It was smoky, white, and visible. It was something only seen in ghost shows or movies. I then looked up to my boss and said, Oh my God. He replied, What? And I walked over to show him, and his eyes opened wide, and he started to get the chills. I'll be here at the same time tomorrow, and we'll see if the third time is the charm. I always thought of spirits trying to communicate with certain individuals. I don't know if this particular situation is it, but it definitely intrigues me. I've been skeptical even after experiencing a couple things here at Camp Roberts. All the stories about it being haunted and strange things happening to soldiers always seemed unreal. Just to actually see what was in this image and experienced it myself was just incredible. There are definitely lost souls roaming around Camp Roberts. Who knows? You might have your own little encounter if you're a soldier and come train here. Just saying. And that's by a Phonetic. Phonetic. I love it. Yeah, someone from the National Guard. Huh? Camp Roberts. And supposedly there's a lot of stories ro uh, roaming around there. How huh? about it being haunted? I'm going to have to look that up. Hey, guys out there. Hoover's listening right now. Yeah, go to Google. Camp Roberts, California. Yeah, I'm going to do the same after the show. Interesting stuff. Yeah, I wonder... Um, that's interesting that you decided to turn off the lights that second time the chair was moved towards the window. You know, turn off the lights and take some flash photos in that environment. And you actually got something with the lights off, with the flash. But in broad daylight with the lights on and everything, uh, you didn't see anything. That's uh, that's interesting. Uh, good job. Hey, Fanatic, thank you again for sharing. Yeah, I love stuff like that, especially from, you know, like lawyers, police officers, Doctors, you know, people with, uh, you know, a little bit more credibility, let's face it. And also a lot to lose. <laughs> you know, you just don't talk about this stuff around the office. I know I don't. Screw that. Uh, many of my uh, coworkers, they don't even know I, I do the show or I even have this network. So I just keep it that way. <laughs> you know, don't want to get some stigma around me. All right. What do we got next? What do we got here? This one is by Kui. And it's titled, Shadow Man. Okay, Kui. Let's see what you got, man. I have always been a rational, scientific person and extremely skeptical of the so-called paranormal. But I had an experience when I was 12 or 13 that I knew was odd at the time, but just assumed it was the worst, most realistic dream I've ever had. I'm now 44, and am thinking differently about it after listening to RPA. I've always slept with my bedroom door closed. I had a medium-sized dog named Buddy, who was sleeping at the end of my bed by my feet, and woke up one night by her growling lowly and staring at my door. She seemed unsure, scared, and trying to make out what she was looking at. I looked at my door, and it was opened about two to three feet wide with the black silhouette of a man standing in it, not moving a muscle and boldly looking in at me. I didn't move because I didn't want it to know I was awake, but just stared at it, waiting to see if it moved. But it didn't. It just stood there, looking in, 
not trying to hide, and very confident in itself. There were no men in my family besides my older brother, and it was not his silhouette, but definitely a man's. I closed my eyes and fell back to sleep out of pure fear. I woke up later, and it felt like an hour or two, with the door in the same open position. No dark silhouette, and my dog gone. I had no other logical explanation at the time other than a very bad and real dream that has stuck with me my entire life. I've had many bad dreams that I don't remember, but this one stuck with me because of the realness of it. And that's by Quee Quee. Thank you very much for sharing that. Man, this is interesting. Um, yeah, we get this all the time, guys. Uh, you know, you go throughout, you go throughout life, you're older now, and there's always that one, that one incident when you're younger that you just can't explain. It just sticks with you and looks like this is one of those. You know, um, as I was reading this, I was thinking, yeah, it probably is a dream, you know. Um, but near the end here, you make a, a pretty interesting comment that you wake up maybe an hour or two you don't really know but you look at your door and your door is still open but of course your dog is gone and there's no black silhouette guy there and in the beginning of the story you say you always sleep with the door closed so if it was a dream right you wake up your door would be probably be closed so I'm gonna have to say yeah you uh, something happened there man <laughs> that's interesting I just stood there that's creepy you know, the first thing I would say is, why didn't you get up and scream or something like that? But, you know, that would be like an adult thing to do. I know I would just get up and grab anything and, you know, say, hey, who are you? Get out of here and attack it, thinking it's an intruder in the house. But, uh, you know, I remember, I don't know, I watched The Exorcist when I was like 10 years old. scared the hell out of me. And I remember going to bed that night, laying in bed, complete blackness, dark, you know, in my room. And I'm just staring at the closet, <laughs> staring at every corner in my room, scared out of my mind. And when you're at that age, you don't do like logical things. Like I, I should have just got up and turned on the lights and then just sleep like that. But no, I decided to stay there scared as hell, just staring into the void in my room, right? And of course, I slowly closed my eyes and went to sleep, even though I was scared out of my mind. So yeah, I buy it. You're 12 or 13. You see this. You're in your bed. You're not moving. You're scared. And yeah, you close your eyes and you're still, you know, you're still scared, but you fall asleep. So okay, I buy it. Um, yeah, I'm going to think that you experienced something seeing as your door was still open when you woke back up. You know, like I said, two or three hours later. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting stuff. Yeah, it sticks with you throughout your life. And, you know, you never experience anything else. Unless it sounds like you, you never seen that shadow thing ever again. Um, looks like no one, you didn't mention anything else about anyone else in your family seeing the same thing. So, yeah, interesting stuff. Yeah, Kui, thank you very much for sharing. All right. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting one. Yeah. That's a reminder, guys. Uh, any, any of you new guys that are listening right now, if you want to send in your story, um, you know, we keep it private. We don't tell your real name. We assign a nickname to you, or not unless in the story you say, hey, call me this. 
you know, send in your story or your experience to Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at realparanormalactivity.com, and I'll read it off on a future ma- on a future episode. Yeah, glad to hear it, or glad to read it, in this case. <laughs> All right, what do we got? This one is uh, by Echo, and it's uh, titled Mother's Study. Okay, Echo, let's see what you got, man. I lived in the same house in West Palm Beach with my parents from the age of 2 to about the age of 23. One semi-common occurrence was that I would be sitting in the living room watching TV and I'd see a solid white shape quickly pass by from left to right, coming from our open sitting area and heading directly towards my mother's office or study room. There was about a 5 foot opening for it to pass by. This always happened very quickly and I assumed I was just seeing things. Then, one night, both my parents and I were all sitting together in the living room. The shape passed by. All three of us looked at it at the same time. Upon realizing that we'd all seen it, we shared that we had all seen it numerous times. My mother even said that sometimes it would stop in the middle of the open space and seem to look at her. But every time she looked directly at it, it would dash back into the study. We all acknowledged this, but honestly it felt harmless and never did anything else, so we just lived with it. Now, my room was directly next to my mother's study, but I never experienced anything there. However, in the 90s, when our house got our first computer and dial-up internet, I had cause to use my mother's study on occasion. For the first hour or two, the room felt fine, but slowly, a feeling of paranoia, tension, and almost a feeling of anger would build in the room. It would get slightly colder, and I would find myself looking around and swearing that I could see small movements out of the corners of my eyes. The small noises of things being moved would begin in the back of the room. Uh, This room was also used for storage, so it was full of furniture and things. This would generally be too much for me, and I would eventually leave. My mother spent more time than anyone in that room, so I asked her if she's ever experienced anything like I did. She said that nothing ever happened to her in there. It wasn't a huge problem. It seemed rather confined to the room. So, once again, I just let it be. Now, my most frightening experience with this room came about when I was about 15 because my grandparents came to visit. Being family, they got my room and my mother put an air mattress in the study for me to sleep on. I had my apprehensions about sleeping there, but I told myself I was being stupid and I bit the bullet. As I lay in the complete darkness in that room on the air mattress, I quickly began to feel energy stirring and that angry, paranoid feeling in my gut. Just sleep, you're being stupid, I thought. Then the noises started in the back of the room. Being interested in the paranormal as I am, I decided to wait it out as long as I could to see if things would escalate. The noises became louder and the feelings of not being welcome in the room increased. At this point, I was getting quite frightened. I heard things shifting around on the shelves in the back of the room, and the room grew colder. Then it got more intense. 
I felt that whatever it was was now directly above me staring down, and it wasn't happy. This is when I heard something breathing, something that wasn't me. I held my breath to make sure I wasn't crazy. I heard a long, wheezy breath. The feeling of anger in the room was palpable now. It wanted me out. Needless to say, I had enough. I dragged the air mattress into our living room and slept in there. Several years later, my best friend married a woman who claimed that she could sense and often see and talk to spirits. She did always have some interesting stories to back it up and never bragged about it or used it for personal gain. It seemed to frighten her, although she said she was used to it. My friend and his wife came over to my house when I was 23 to pick me up, and my parents invited them in. We were heading towards my room to get something, and suddenly my friend's wife points to the study and says, I, I don't like that room. Something is in there. Now, I had never told her or her husband about any of my experiences in there, and so I kind of just looked at her in shock. I have since moved on, and so have my parents. Someone else owns the house now. And that's from Echo. Echo, (laughs) thank you very much for sharing. Loved it. Yeah, it sounds pretty harmless. You know, the odd thing is, is you asked your mom if she's ever experiencing anything in her study, uh, because obviously she's in there the most, like you said, and she hasn't experienced anything. It sounds like it doesn't like you. (laughs) or maybe it's kind of like a guard dog it doesn't mind your mom being in there but it doesn't like anyone else going in there I don't know but yeah it seems to be uh, pretty harmless and that's interesting that you know your parents and yourself you all seen this white thing but you never talked about it until you all saw it at the same time while you guys were all in the living room and then you guys start talking about it yeah that's usually what happens you know family members just don't mention anything because they don't want to be You know, they don't want you guys to think, uh, the other family members to think that they're crazy. I don't blame them. (laughs) Echo, thank you uh, you very much again. That was a great story. And Britt, is that, that's, that's it? Okay. All right, guys, that's it for today. And as always, thank you very much. We're very flattered that you come here and listen to uh, the shows on the network and watch the videos on the first Friday of every month. Really appreciate it. Hey, you know, this is your show. I just host it. What can I do? (laughs) And a friendly reminder, hey, this past Friday, all the new video shows came out. So, you know, go take a look at that. Go to realparanormalactivity.com. You can watch it there or through the app, RPA app, or hopefully whatever you're using to uh, listen to us uh, may have video capability. And also thank you all to the premium members. It helps us pay the bills and all that good stuff. And if you guys want to sign up, it's $3.99 a month. Unlimited access. Cancel anytime. You can sign up through the website, realparanormalactivity.com. Big old button there. Or if you got the RPA app, you can sign up through there. Uh, or if you're already a premium member, you can log in through the app. Fully functional video capability as well. And until next time, guys, I am calling it. The show's been produced by myself and Britt and is also made possible by LaFosse Corporation. And man love you. Oh yeah, we do. As always, thank you and good night.